You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. Hi, it's me again. That's right, your Chancellor, Ray McLaughlin. This is a very quick little podcast about the Steelers. Now, two things. One, I've already gone on record and predicted that they will be 12-5 and this year and win the division over Cincinnati. So I've already said great things about them. Now it's time to bury Coach Tomlin, who I like. But I'm upset. I'm coming into Sunday's game, season opener at home against the 49ers. He's making every single wrong move, conservative move. And it bothers me. Let's hearken back to last year when, sure, we signed free agent Mitch Trubisky in the offseason, and we anticipated he would duke it out with, um, you know, uh, Mason Rudolph in training camp for the starting job. And we obviously gave more money to Mitch, and <clears throat> clearly, according to all the media, bought and sold for me, paid for media from the Steelers, like Dale Lawley, who I like, but, you know, he's so homer. He's such a homer. Feeding us prior to the draft about how Mitch Trubisky was ruined by Chicago's system. Otherwise, he was the greatest quarterback ever. Bob Pompiani insisting how he was the second overall pick. And really, we just decided that the only reason he was back up the preceding year for Buffalo was because Buffalo is dumb. Wait, no, they're a really good team. Well, I don't know. The rest of the NFL was stupid and had no idea that Trubisky was still a starter after four years and being dumped by the Bears. The entire NFL was stupid and the Steelers were smarter. Anyway, point is, only an idiot would have believed that shit. I sure didn't. I wasn't happy about Trubisky. I had zero hope for him. I read the writing on the wall. I understood that his failure after four years and his relegation to second string and back up with Buffalo was it. He was done. Now, there are rare cases where people can come back from the dead, including quarterbacks, but I didn't expect that. Anybody with a brain wouldn't. Now, listen, Steelers were beggars. They couldn't be choosers. Ben had retired. Uh, We didn't expect to get one of the top quarterbacks. Pickett led the way there. I wanted him desperately. Anyone with a brain wanted Kenny Pickett desperately, except 19 other teams, apparently. But um, at the end of the day, we'd had no shot at Pickett, let alone anyone worth a damn in the quarterback draft. So therefore, I guess we're just going to have to suck hind tip with Trubisky, a clearly inferior quarterback. But at, that didn't mean I would pretend that he was going to be good. And the media said, oh, let's pretend. Well, how about this? We got Pickett and Tomlin pretended. Despite being able to get the number one quarterback in the draft, Tomlin was still delusional. Tomlin gave Pickett absolutely zero chance to ever start. Tomlin had already made up his mind. Not only was there not going to be a quarterback battle between Mason Rudolph and Trubisky, but even when he got the best quarterback in the draft, there was not going to be a quarterback battle. Trubisky was suddenly going to make a miraculous recovery with the Steelers, And even though we had a number one draft pick 
on the roster now. Tomlin refused to give him a chance of actually saying, you know what, maybe I'm new and better. No, no, no. Trubisky, and that's it. And so what happened was they put all of their practice reps and everything else they had, all their chips, into the Trubisky basket, and he sucked. Now, I know a lot of media pretended like he didn't suck and it wasn't that bad, but no, he sucked. He sucked very badly. And they threw Pickett in there, and he, you know, we were losing badly in a game against a terrible Jets team. They put Pickett in there, and he turned it around, and we were leading. Now, yeah, we ended up losing the game, but clearly, clearly, to anyone, again, who isn't brain dead, had he started Pickett, had he given him game reps, had he actually prepared him to start that game, we easily would have beaten the Jets and won that game. Regardless, be that as it may, the bottom line is the Steelers started out the season like dog shit. And Pickett then was thrown in there and had to play on the road at Buffalo, on the road at Philadelphia, on the road at Miami. And guess what? He lost them all. As a rookie quarterback who never saw one rep with the first team the whole preseason, and they throw him in there and he lost them all. How about that? Against three of the best teams in the NFL on the road, he lost them. Can you imagine? So the point is, he didn't even give him a chance. And then when he finally settled in and had a chance and got a little bit more practice with the first-teamers, Pickett was quite good. I mean, not statistically, but he won. He was a winner. He was a winner, and there's absolutely less than zero reason for anyone except the brain dead to think that he wouldn't have won more than Trubisky in the first games. And that, by the way, the Steelers were 9-8 and eight and didn't make the playoffs. Jacksonville was 9-8, won their division. Detroit was 9-8, didn't make the playoffs. Uh, Miami was 9-8 and and got in over us. So, because why? Because they beat us. Why did they beat us? Maybe a little bit because Pickett was playing in a game and had never had any practice reps with the first teamers and never was prepared enough for that game. Bottom line is Mike Tomlin made the decision to not make let us make the playoffs. Now, you can say all you want about Oh, he's so good. Never had a below 500 record. Last year, Mike Tomlin, his decision to start Trubisky over Pickett without even allowing it to be a competition cost the Steelers the playoffs, period. It's a fact. Look it up in the Library of Congress. Anybody, again, who isn't brain dead will say, you know what, that's just kind of true. Clearly, if he had started Pickett from the beginning, practiced him, gave him First team reps, you know, actually made it a competition and actually given him the job, which he earned anyway. By the way, Pickett earned the starting even with no first team reps. He just clearly outplayed Trubisky in the preseason in stadium. But be that as it may, we weren't in the playoffs last year because of Mike Tomlin. Now we come flash forward to this year. Coming out of last season, what were our problems? Well, the left guard stunk, Dan Moore. I'm sorry, left tackle. He stunk. Damn more. Gave up, I believe, credited for six sacks on the year. Rated by pro football focus as the worst offensive lineman on the line. Now people are saying, oh, no, no, no. It was the left guard all along. Damn more was great. It was always Dotson, who we got rid of this year, by the way. But that's not reality. Reality for anyone who was watching the games last year in pro football focus was, and they scored it. Dan Moore was the worst member of our offensive line, and we needed a new left tackle. Guess who agreed with that decision? 
the Pittsburgh Steelers. They not only drafted a left tackle with their number one pick, but they traded up to do so from 17 to 14, and they got Broderick Jones. Okay, other problems they had? Well, Cam Sutton was overrated, in my opinion, and I know a lot of people would disagree with this. He's the most overrated player, one of the top five most overrated players in Pittsburgh Steelers history, Cam Sutton. He just committed an egregious pass interference penalty tonight in this game I'm watching between Detroit and Kansas City. And, you know, that's just his game. He just wasn't very good. But he was pretend we everybody in Pittsburgh pretended he was really good. And he made a lot of money in the offseason this year, and Detroit's already regretting it. And uh, I was so happy that the Steelers let him go. And the story is they wanted him, they tried to sign him, but you know, he ended up getting away from them because Detroit was willing to pay big bucks. Fine. If the Steelers were that dumb, that's fine. But the point is, I'm just so glad he's gone because he was a mediocre cornerback. He wasn't as good as Levi Wallace, who we got from Buffalo, who's our second cornerback now. Uh, he's not as good as that. And yet he was our number one corner. Honestly, the Steelers signed Patrick Peterson, a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer, and he's 33 years old, and he's already better than Cam Sutton. And people are worried about him and all this stuff. He's already going to be better than Cam Sutton was last year. And Patrick Peterson is going to be better for the Steelers this year than Cam Sutton will be for Detroit. I, I cite as an example this game tonight where Cam Sutton was given a 42-yard pass interference penalty down the field, and he earned it very big time. He earned it very big time point is he was bad and so we let him go we got rid of him thank god whatever and uh, we what do we need we need cornerback help and not only even if we had kept him the Steelers would have needed number one cornerback help big time so with their second pick first in the second round 32 overall they took Jody Joey Porter Jr. perfect wonderful they're, they're, he's their number one corner they've been dying to find. Great. So we got rid of our shit left tackle. We got Broderick Jones. We got rid of Cam Sutton and got a number one corner in there with Joey Porter. Perfect. Now, what else sucked about the Steelers last year? Well, even though they got better against the run on defense as the year went on, overall, they just they had no inside game. So what did the Steelers do? They gutted the internal Linebackers, the inside linebackers. They got rid of all of them, and they brought in three new guys that they signed. Good, good, awesome. What else did they do to help the running defense? They got, well, Martavius uh, Adams, Montravis. I guess Montravius. Montravius Adams, his name is so stupid because he's terrible, so it, it really doesn't matter, but I'll try to be respectful and pronounce it right. Montravius Adams. Stinks. Okay, he stunk. We got him from Dallas. He's a guy that's been kicking around. We had him a couple years, and we've used him off and on, rotating him in there. And last year, he became, by default, our starting nose tackle. And he stunk. And our run defense was really pretty lame overall because of him, because he's not good enough. So what happened? Well, with their second-round pick, mid-second round, uh, they got the Steelers pick, Keanu Benton. And guess what? He's great. He's good. He looks really good at Wisconsin. He's looked good in the preseason. Thank God. So what do you say? You say the Steelers had really big problems at inside linebacker. They gutted the entire roster. 
replace those. They're going to play. They have to. There's nobody left. So those guys are going to play. Got rid of our left tackle. Got a new one there. Great. Got rid of uh, Martravius Adams. Got a new nose tackle. Great. Perfect. And, and, and added a number one corner. Great. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. They made other free agency signings to buttress the team, and all of them were fine. But at the end of the day, those were the biggest weaknesses of the team and the biggest areas where they need to make improvements, and they did. And so you're coming into this season, and you add the different free agency signings and those three draft picks in particular, and you feel like the Steelers are greatly improved. And I made a podcast uh, back in April where I predicted the Steelers would stand pat. That is, everybody was predicting the Steelers would draft down, would drop down in the draft to get, like, more four and five and six-round picks, shit picks that are meaningless. And they would drop back and drop back. And I said, why would they do that? They're in prime position to pick three stars, 17, 32, and whatever the other one was, 51, 49, whatever it was. And they did. Now, they moved up a little to 14 to get Broderick Jones, but they gave up their their fourth-round pick or third-round pick for that. They did not fuck themselves in those first three picks. So I was right. They basically stood pat and picked three stars. But guess what? Mike Tomlin got involved. And none of those three stars will be starting. So even though Joey Porter clearly is needed and has to be a star for us to be better and to make this team better, he needs to play and play immediately and be the number one corner that we desperately need. He's not playing. He's not starting. He's going with these other guys instead, Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace. How much time will Porter see? Nobody knows, but he's not going to start him. Simultaneously, is Montrevious Adams gone or at least on the bench or backup? And is Cano Benton starting? No. Cano Benton, he looked really good in the preseason. Everybody liked him. No, he's not starting. Montrevious Adams will be in there Sunday against the 49ers. And Christian McCafferty. And what about left tackle? Or Dan Moore was such a loser. Is the guy we traded up to pick 14 starting? No, are you kidding? Of course not. <laughs> no, instead, the spin is that Dan Moore is greatly improved. And he's fantastic now. And he's the greatest player you've ever seen. And the guy that was easily the worst man on the line, now they're saying, no, no, it wasn't him. It was Dotson who they got rid of, our left guard, and they signed Siamalu instead. And, oh, that's, that was the reason we sucked. And so we'll find out, won't we, on Sunday when, when Dan Moore has to go up against uh, Nick, Nick Bosa. Do you really think Nick Bosa is going to prove the Steelers right and be shot down by the great Dan Moore? No. No, I'm afraid that's not uh, going to be what happens. And so... Here we go into the season, Steelers, here we go. And yet, the three biggest weaknesses we had that we drafted to replace, it's as if it never happened. All those players now just represent what they like to call depth, in air quotes, depth. The players that we needed to plug in and we needed not only to start, but hopefully to become stars this year for us to be actually a team that could compete and maybe actually do anything at all in terms of the division and the playoffs, none of them will be playing much. 
Instead, we're sticking with those losers that Tomlin found, those diamonds in the rough, rough that he found on his own, those Danmore picks he made and those Montrevious Adams finds that he stole off of other teams' washed-up practice squad. Mike Tomlin is smarter than you, me, and all of us combined. And these stars that he actually was able to draft this year because of Omar Khan and Andy Weidel and people that are much smarter than Mike Tomlin, fuck them. No, we don't need those stars. We're going to stick with Tomlin's boys, Montrevious Adams and the great Dan Moore. And, of course, any cornerback in there but Joey Porter because Tomlin will be goddamned if he'll let Joey Porter, a coach he had a fire eventually, tell him who to start in his secondary. No, no, he'll start Levi Wallace and a 33-year-old Patrick Peterson because who needs a fast, athletic, long-armed, number one draft pick type of cornerback? Nobody needs that. No, 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 no. We'll take old players and mediocre players from other teams. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll take the players Tomlin chooses, Tomlin likes, and that's who we'll not make the playoffs with, <laughs> like he always does. So listen, when he said, you know what, we're going with Trubisky, and he ended up, you know what, I'm wrong. Guess what's going to happen this year? Exactly the same thing. And the people that he's forcing down our throats that we already know aren't good enough, yet for some reason suddenly this year they're good enough. And even though we drafted these stars, yeah, I'm not putting them in there. No, but he'll he'll jam Kendrick Green down our throats, a third-round pick, a nobody, nothing. And he'll give him Pouncey's number and put him in at center and thrust him down our throats. And he sucks all year long. And he leaves him in every game all year long. And they finally got rid of him, thank God. The point is, whoever Tomlin likes, even when he sucks, you're going to have to deal with it. And if they don't make the playoffs, guess what? He's still Mike Tomlin, and he's the best coach ever. <laughs> so, look, I'm not happy about the season because we all knew where they needed help. That's why they picked them in the first three picks, all in the first and second round. Think about it. Three picks all in the first and first half of the second round. That's how high they picked. Three picks in the top 50. Three picks in the top 49 or whatever it was. Think about that. And yet none of them will be starting. They needed all of them and all of them to start. And they picked perfectly the people and the positions. And yet none will be on the field Sunday against one of the best teams in the NFL because the bums that they're replacing are suddenly magically better. And they're not bums. Sure, they were last year. But Tomlin knows, and Tomlin's telling you that these people that are actually better, they're young and they're stupid and they're bad and they're not good enough. And the wise sage Tomlin, who gets us barely into the playoffs, or not at all like last year, not at all, he's going to once again not at all get us into the playoffs by riding those horses that he mistakenly picked last year. He's going to ride them again this year, including Matt Canada. Enjoy the ride, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I said 12-5. and five. I said division championship, and I'm still hopeful. But let's be honest. Let's be honest, shall we? The fact that he's not starting even one of those rookies, not even one of them, top three picks in the 50, top 50 picks. I mean, three of the top 50 players in the NFL draft. We need help at all those positions desperately. He picks them. He's not starting even one of them. 
this stubborn cow who can't get in the playoffs anymore, let alone win a game. When he gets in, he's disgraced and embarrassed horrifically. I like the guy. I've said it again. I'll say it. I'll say it 900 times. I like Mike Tomlin, but, I mean, are we trying to get better or not? And the answer is not. I love you. Yabba da boop